Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakes on the broadcast today. The father of marijuana, Tick Segelblum, joins us for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. I'm here at the Carson Valley Inn in Minden with Joey Whitaker. One of the things I love about the Carson Valley Inn here in beautiful downtown Minden is CB steak. I have eaten here so many times. Tell folks what they can expect when they come here to eat. It's a beautiful room, great service. We have certified Angus beef, seafood, lamb, a great range of appetizers, and wonderful desserts. Jean-Michel's done a great job of selecting some beautiful wines for us. The customers love it, and we've got a great selection of cocktails as well. It's not a long way to get away to the Carson Valley Inn. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're always delighted to welcome back to the program Tick Segeblum. He is the Clark County Commissioner for District E. Pleasure to have you back on the program, sir. Thank you. What did you think of the governor's state of the state? Well, um, truthfully, for a Republican, it wasn't bad. Well, that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you like? What didn't you like? Well, I like his talk about education. I think that uh, we all agree that that's the number one thing we need to do in Nevada if we're going to move forward. So, um, you know, how we do that is obviously going to be... Um, the next four months are going to decide that, but but we need to put more money in education. And for the first time in in really a generation, we actually have money. So that's that's real positive. You know, it's funny. Um, I remember Scott Craig and I talking 20 years ago when we first started Nevada Newsmakers. And at that time, uh, higher ed was a billion dollars and uh, uh, K through 12 was a billion dollars. And here we're throwing $2 billion over the biennium. Uh, into this budget just for K through 12. Um, what about the accountability side? Are you good with that? Um, no, but again, that, that can be worked out. I, I'm, no, I don't believe in, in charter schools, which he's obviously proposing, but uh, that's something the legislature can, can deal with, hopefully. Um, but are you satisfied with uh, the level of education that's coming out of Clark County? Um, you know, this read by three program, holding kids back if they're not up to that level. I mean, if, if you're not able to read, write, do math, um, your, your life is not gonna be very good financially. 
There's, there's no question we have huge issues, but let's start with raising the salary for teachers so we can fill up our teachers. You know, my district in East Las Vegas, half the schools don't have full-time teachers. They, they have substitute teachers teaching full-time. Um, we have to figure out a way to hire good teachers, and the only way to do it I know of is to raise their salaries. Um, one of the, you know, I mean, this has been an ongoing thing. I mean, it seems like every year there's about a 600 teacher shortage in Clark County. Um, where are you going to get the teachers from, even if you have the money? Well, again, let's get the money first, and then we'll figure out how to get teachers. I mean, we have we have great schools here that that, that make teachers, but who's going to want to go to school to be a teacher when you can make more as a nurse, make more as a police or a firefighter? All the comparable positions um, make a ton more money down here. So we have to figure out a way to just pay teachers more money starting and, and up the scale and then let people know that if you want to be a teacher, it's a great career and you can spend 20 years or 30 years there and, and retire with a good salary. You know what the irony is that all those professions you just named all need workers as well, even though they pay better. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying they don't need more money too, but you know, we actually are starting to recruit more uh, firefighters think we're making progress. Uh, police is going to be a little tougher because that's a tough profession, but we're getting there. But again, anytime the school police officer makes more money than the teacher, there's something wrong with that formula. All right, let's change topics here um, uh, to one of my favorites, which is uh, the airport at Ivanpah, which has been talked about now for probably close to 30 years. Um, my understanding is that Rosemary Vassiliadis, um, who's the head of the uh, airport at Harry Reid for Clark County um, that also would be in charge of uh, Ivanpah uh, is planning to go to the legislature uh, to get a bill passed. Uh, she had a meeting with uh, leading uh, casino industry uh, folks last week uh, to get their buy-in and they were enthousi enthusiastic about it. Uh, but my understanding is that you're not so enthusiastic about a second airport for Las Vegas. Well, that, that may be a little bit, bit of a misstatement, but the truth is, I do think it's time to for us to start looking at the water, which is our main limiting force, and how we're going to use that water, and how that's going to be then spread around the valley, and then if we go outside the valley. And that's my biggest concern with Ivanpah, is that if we put a water line down to Ivanpah, then what's going to happen? We're going to have growth on both sides of I-15 all the way to California. If that's what we want to do, then but let's, let's, let's debate that. Let's not just do it... Um, and then all of a sudden say, oh, my God, how do we do that? So, um, you know, there, there's lots of things there. There's billions of dollars involved. Uh, do we in, in Clark County, in urban area, want to subsidize those kind of things while we're still, as I said, suffering? Our schools are suffering in East Las Vegas. Our, our air pollution is suffering. Uh, we have lots of issues in East Las Vegas where ordinary people live and work um, that we ought to be addressing, too. All right. But, um, you know, we, we're seeing incredible growth in the gaming and tourism industry. Um, and, you know, the airport, even if it's totally approved, it's gonna take, what, 10 years to build? Um, and RTCs and airports have to look out 30 years in terms of what the needs are gonna be. Um, do you see any sign of a slowdown in population or tourism uh, for Southern Nevada? Absolutely. When you look around- you do? the mountain, you see a slowdown? When you look at the amount of land that's available to grow in in the valley, there's that's not that much. So we're going to have to rethink how we grow. We can't put single family homes uh, everywhere um, 
and, and continue to grow the way we're growing. So we're going to have to figure out a new new model, in my opinion, which is going to go up, which is going to go in. And if you do that, then maybe you don't need to go to Ivanpah. Maybe you don't do it at the airport. Um, again, I, I'm not saying you don't, but but the reality is it's fine to plan those things. But as far as putting the money on the, in the ground for the sewer, for the water, for the power, and for the airport, let's have an open discussion about what that's going to cost and what that's going to mean. All right. So John Ensminger has said on this program um, that there is water available that's planned for from the Southern Nevada Water Authority from Apex all the way down to Gene. So he says that the, that, that part of the plan is already there. Um, wouldn't the increased tax revenues that would come uh, from increased tourism, um, which is obviously going to come. I mean, you're going to have the Fountain Blue coming online here. Uh, you've got Tillman Fatita's property uh, right there on the corner of Harmon. You've got Formula One that is going bonkers um, in terms of bringing back international tourism. Um, aren't you going to need that secondary airport? I, again, let's, the proof is in the play. Let's see. I mean, what, everything you described, there's plenty of airport right now for all those things you, you've talked about. So when, when, where is the, is the thing? I've been told that this is all about cargo and do we need to be another cargo destination? Just like we're building all these tilt up um, warehouses, do we need to be warehouse capital of the world? I mean, they, what they do is they drive a diesel truck up here, a semi truck from California, put it in a warehouse, take it out and put it in another diesel truck and send it back to California. That, that, that destroys our roads, that destroys our air. Um, that, that there's no purpose to that if, if we're limited in the amount of size we can be and the amount of water we can spend or use. So again, I'm not saying we don't do it, but let's openly debate the cost because we're talking about billions of dollars, the alternatives, and then at the end of the day, are we going to have enough water to do this? Okay, so Rosemary Vassiliadis, I am told, because I was not at the briefing, but I was told um, that um, it's not just freight. Um, and that was the original idea years ago, was that this was to take the freight away from, uh, from now Harry Reid. Um, but um, uh, apparently there's not that much freight. It's uh, FedEx and UPS mainly. Um, and they're talking about moving other airlines um, down to uh, Ivanpah. And also if the Brightline train is approved, the Brightline wants to put a stop in at Ivanpah, which would be the light rail connection from Ivanpah into Las Vegas. So, you know, it just seems that there are more and more airlines that want to come in uh, to service those huge casinos. Well, I don't disagree. But again, if you just look at the capacity right now and the way airlines are changing as far as their, their capacity, I haven't heard that there's a need in the short term for more airlines, even if we build the Fertitta Hotel, even if we build the uh, Fountain Blue, even if we build all these things. I, uh, that if even if international travel comes back, I don't think those by themselves justify, you know, billions of dollars in a new airport. But again, I'm willing to be persuaded. But it's one of those things where we need to openly talk about what we want to be in Las Vegas and Clark County, and if that's what we want to be, then then so be it. But to do it without understanding where we're going and the investment we're making, because once you put that in, infrastructure in. Then of course you can't you can't turn back. Um, and just one last thing on this, um, McCarran has apparently taken acreage, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, additional McCarran acreage. McCarran is not. I'm sorry, Harry Reid. I beg your pardon. My, thank I take you. That that, back. That's so, sacrilegious to me. I, I understand, and I apologize. Um, but uh, at Harry Reid, they've taken uh, additional space for private jets, and they're also using Henderson 
uh, which Clark County also oversees uh, their airport for private jets as well. So I mean, you know, the, the growth is there already, but, but like you say, it may not be here today, but one has to look out 10, 20, 30 years in terms of planning these things. They're not gonna happen overnight, so it, when you need it, you can't just do it. Well, and if they wanna make a private jet terminal in, in Ivanpah, you know, that might be a way to round it. I mean, the fact is, are we gonna spend billions of dollars of my money to go down there so so private jets can can come to come to Harry Reid and be able to walk across the street to the to the Mandalay Bay. If that's what we're doing, then then that's fine. But let's talk about that. I mean, I know that the Formula One and the Super Bowl and these things are bringing in tremendous numbers of private jets. That's the new the new way everybody travels. But is that going to justify um, you know the uh, new, uh, billions and billions of dollars? For, for this new airport because it's not just an airport it, it's it's everything else that goes with it and mainly it's going to take the water down there which then again makes it irresistible to uh, build around the water um and again if that's what people want that's fine but let's talk about it well and that's what we're doing right here is having that conversation and i appreciate that you're the first person that's actually raised this issue to me and you know what's funny is i keep raising the issue and nobody else picks up on it and if it does happen, and I believe personally that it will, it is a huge economic development story. So we'll see. I think other people will be talking about it, especially um, if they go to the legislature and try to get a bill passed for some reason, which I don't even know what the BDR would be. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about one of your other favorite topics, marijuana, when we come back. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Each day, the Children's Advocacy Alliance partners with leaders, legislators, and families across Nevada to improve children's health, education, economic well-being, and safety. We recognize Nevada will be no better than the state of its children. Be a part of this change. Be a supporter of the Children's Advocacy Alliance. For more information, go to caanv.org. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Tick Segerblum. He's the Clark County Commissioner uh, from District E, um, known to some as the father of marijuana in the state. Um, so I'm talking to Ed Lawson the other day, who's the mayor of Sparks, and the city manager was on the, pro I'm sorry, the uh, 
um, the city attorney was on the program, they have no interest in marijuana lounges in Sparks. And then right after that, I'm hearing from Washoe County that they don't want marijuana lounges either. Um, and, and one of the objections was that if an a police officer goes into a marijuana lounge and you know, absorbs some smoke and then gets tested, that he would have to be removed from service. Uh, Ed Lawson is gonna be on the program next week. What do you say in response to him saying no lounges? Well, first off, as you know, just because you test positive for marijuana doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, and the reality is it's like alcohol, it's like cigarettes. Um, it's something which people can take legally. And if you show positive, that's not illegal. I mean, for, are they saying police officers are not allowed to smoke marijuana? They probably are, which is crazy. But the fact is, we just, it's going to take time, uh, but you can't sell something to tourism. And tourism is going to be more and more based upon what uh, are not just gaming, but entertainment and, and food. And then people want to use marijuana with that. And then all of a sudden say, oh, by the way, but you can't use it even though you just bought it because there's no place legally to use it for a tourist. I mean, it just it doesn't add up. But you know, we, we in Las Vegas will show them how we're going to do it, and then it make Washoe and and Sparks and Reno can figure out what they want to do. But it, it's inevitable. It's just um, you know, people are li still living in the dark ages sometimes. Um, well, th they could light up those dark ages um, right before they smoke the marijuana. Um, I, I've not heard from the city of Reno at this point, so I can't tell you what, what their position is yet. I, I have not heard that. I, I've just, you know, I've, only, I've heard only one place in all of Washoe County, including all the cities in Washoe County, has, has actually gotten a license for a lounge, and that's down in Washoe Valley. I'm not sure what the dispensary name is, but they actually got a license. They haven't got approved by the county, but that's the only place in northern Nevada where, the, where they actually even applied for a license. Well, and that'll be interesting to see if, if what uh, was reported by the Reno Gazette Journal is accurate, that they, they don't want to approve marijuana lounges at all. Um, but, but I agree with you. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. If something's legal um, to purchase in the state and, and to smoke in the state, that you don't have a public place when you have a tourism economy uh, for people to be able to use this. Hello, Burning Man. Has anyone been to Burning Man? Well, or go into any parking lot. Um, in, in Nevada at this point in time, or any concert, and you know, that, that, that's not perfume you're smelling unless it's the perfume of marijuana. So, I mean, I think it's kind of crazy. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back more with Tick Segelblum after this time out. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. 
Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts, and now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Tick Segerblum. He's the Clark County Commissioner for District E. Um, in the break, you were talking about uh, uh, growth in uh, um, uh, going out to uh, uh, Apex. And, you know, one of the things that everybody, it seems, is talking about is economic diversification for Southern Nevada. And it would seem that Apex is the natural place. It's a huge industrial park. Um, you're not comfortable with seeing that expanding? Well, again, let's look at, at what the, what they're actually going to build out there. I mean, we keep talking about all this great stuff, but what's happening? Phoenix is getting all the things we would like to have. We don't get any of that. What we get is warehouses. I mean, I think the, the world sees Las Vegas as hotels and warehouses. Uh, hotels are fine. That's who we are. But I don't think warehousing is, is worth you know, spending hundreds of millions of dollars to pipe water out to Apex to build warehouses. Because all it is is just diesel trucks driving from California to Utah. They stop at Apex, change, dump their load, and then keep going. It's just, I, I'm not sure where, why we're committed to this idea that we're a great uh, hub for, for logistics. Well, I, I just want to make the point that uh, our studio is based here at the offices of the Nevada Trucking Association. So we are very much in favor of the Trucking Association on this program. They've been a wonderful supporter. Um, what did you think about the announcement uh, that Tesla is going to build a $3.5 billion semi-truck facility up at TRI? Well, the first thing I saw was 3,000 employees. I mean, how are they going to get from Reno? Where are they First, where are they going to live? Then how are they going to get from you know, Reno to there and back. Um, so, and what about the schools? I mean, it's great to have these great, you know, ideas, but but growth does not pay for itself. So at the end of the day, we have to figure out the infrastructure, schools, roads, water, all that stuff first, and then make sure we do these things. I mean, if we can do it, um, it's great to be, uh, you know, productive, but we didn't invent the batteries there. We're just building the trucks. I mean, is that is that good? That's up. That's going to be up to you guys. But the truth is, I'm not sure that's that's a great use of our water when we have such a limited amount of water. Okay, well, um, you know, if you go with the uh, uh, the Lance Gilman, uh, Roger Norman plan, uh, you buy the land, you build the infrastructure, then you bring in the construction. So, right. I mean, but there are then, some developers. Then the 3,000 employees show up, and where do they live? How do they get there? How what does that do the freeways? How much water are they using? How many people, kids are they putting in school? Um, you know, How Reno much money are they have, putting into the tax base with their salaries? But the tax base doesn't, the reality is the tax base follows the growth. It doesn't front the growth. So in the meantime, your schools are going to be overcrowded. Reno's doing exactly what we've done here. Your schools are overcrowded. Your apartment rents are way through the roof. Um, you know, and these poor people who are actually trying to build this, you can't afford to do it. They're, 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 
they're as soon as they start their job, they're probably underwater. Okay, but okay, here's the problem though: um, is if you have no growth, you're going backwards, and then the economies are going to collapse, and the governments will not have any money to do anything. So, you know, are, are you saying at this point that you're anti-growth? I don't think no, so. No, but but the reality is we could raise taxes and we can do things with government that we that we right now. But when you're sitting, Reno is the best place in the world. It's the garden spot to to use that place to build trucks. When we could be doing, you know, having a, a Silicon Valley in Reno with with the university there, with the mountains there, with the snow there, with the river running through there. That's the most gorgeous place in the world. And yet we're going to have people drive 25 miles to build a truck that uh, could be built in Indiana or somewhere. I, I mean, I, again, that's up to you guys if that's what you want to do. But it just okay, seems what to you you would be against if Tesla wanted to build a three and a half billion dollar facility at Apex, you'd be against that. I would ask questions about what does this mean as far as who's going to work there, how they're going to get there, who's going to pay for the schools for for their kids. What kind of tax is this going to bring in? We're probably going to give them a billion dollar, you know, the current Tesla factory or the battery factory. I don't think it pays taxes for 20 years. I mean, if this were the same deal we're going to offer to them again, um, I would certainly say this is not, there's something wrong with his math. Um, I, I, I have not seen anything at this point in time that says that there is any kind of incentives for that, but that, that could change in the next day or two, because we just heard the announcement. Quick answer here, we've got about 15 seconds left. Um, the A is gonna find a home uh, in Las Vegas at the Tropicana site. Um, honestly, don't know. Uh, every time I read something in San Francisco, it looks like it's up and down, it's up and down, so it still, still might happen up there. I was hoping it would be in my district right there that, uh, you know, across from the Ahern. I guess the last I read that was taken off the table, but that would be the perfect spot. If they did a Tropicana, I mean, I mean, if they can pull it off, that's great. But you're next to the airport. You're right in the middle of a huge traffic nightmare already. So I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But but if they want to come here and we don't have to subsidize them, then more power to them. Well, on that note of optimism, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thank you for doing this as always. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job serving you safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy from the oldest industries to our newest innovators from the exotic to the everyday trucks are everywhere moving everything never afraid to embrace a future that makes nevada and our nation stronger trucking moves america forward imagine a magical garden that feeds carson city's hungry and homeless teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. As you know, Reno is booming. 
Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.